Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 120 of the Lewis and Deb show. I'm Dr. Deb Anderton and I'm joined by a man who in order to fit into all the podcasts he is contractually obliged to provide for his broadcast partner due to the COVID-19 shutdowns. He's moved himself into a hub in Queensland and will provide shorter quarter podcasts with a shorter recovery gap between the podcasts in order to fit in as many as he can. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? Oh, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm good. Nice to, nice to have you back on the show again, Deb. Uh, you got a, you a different sounding voice than I last remember oh yeah i've uh yeah i've had a little a little touch of the upper respiratory so i've just gone for a little bit more of the baritone than what you're used to the uh if all the listeners really like the sound of deb's voice my my voice sorry as being the uh yeah the the normal normal feminine version i uh i I hope that everyone uh also warms to the the the, the slightly more masculine not a lot more masculine but a slightly more masculine i've actually based my uh vocal stylings on uh, on your old podcast partner robbie lewis just to just just to try and make things a bit better a bit more of a seamless transition for you. I, I like the way you brought it, Deb, brought it into evidence and uh, and uh, the way you have changed your voice to sound like Robbie. It's, it's, uh, must be, is that, is that, is that a sound on TikTok that you can do? The Robbie Anderson uh, sound, uh, maybe. I think there is. I think there's a filter that you can just put yourself through. It's like the auto tune that Justin Timberlake always uses to make himself sound. Yeah. You know, or, no, or not Timberlake. Um, who's the, um, the, the, the Canadian boy? Bieber. Uh, who? Bieber. Belieber, yes, 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 the Justin Belieber, yeah, yes, yeah, the, the, the little, little Canadian boy, yes, yeah. No, well, we're on, we are on TikTok though, I mate. Now, well, you 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 have ticked and talked us, yes, absolutely. So, uh, what what was going on there? Did oh. you um did did you feel uh, all kinds of uh, youthful and exuberant getting yourself onto TikTok there, son? Talk about viral, mate. Whoa, yeah, twenty one thousand somethings might have been. <laughs> listen, I'm not sure, mate. You're gonna be you're uh, gonna be watchers. What? Uh, Likes, I don't know. Twenty one thousand. You got to be careful about twenty one thousand viral things happening in this time with uh, you know, all the, <laughs> you know, the the virus spreading around the way it is. But, but it's interesting. I set it up and I put a video. I thought it'd be a fun thing to do with the kids. They're all into TikTok and yeah, and uh, put the put the video to go and have a look on on where two vets talk pets on the Tok Tok. Everyone, if you want to go and check it out, and uh, and I put it yeah, on. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait. Just just you know, just just pause the show and go and check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right. We'll just wait here. Okay, great. Hey, We're hey, back hey, how good was that? Yeah, yeah. and um, and uh, let so it go, dog, let it go. Was a dog? Was a dog vomiting? Oh, you've seen it? Yeah, good. Yes, yeah. And uh, it was a dog, obviously dog vomiting, and and uh, put it on, and it was sort of about bedtime, and you know, yep, yeah, put it on there, yeah, one or two two views. I thought, oh, that's all right. And then literally, while I was watching it, it went from two to fifty to five hundred to a thousand. And I had to stop telling April, my youngest, how many views it had because she started getting all like antsy, going, Dad, you go viral. You go viral. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't understand this. This is I crazy. Mean, this is bizarre. Understand. I don't know what and, I've done. And she goes, when my friends, when they put a dancing video on, they get seven views total. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. We're at 21,000 now. <laughs> Ah. I don't know what that means. No how, how, how many views do you get before you get a, a little certificate or something like that? 
I don't, I don't think you get anything. I don't think you get anything. Maybe don't just you? just kudos. Now you've been joined by two masked bandits there, mate. <laughs> two, two, yeah, yeah, the the masked bandit kids that are just about to head down to. You guys want to say hi to Lewis and all the listeners on the on the podcast? Hi. Hello. Camille's disappeared oh, that was, before she has to say anything. That was a hi from Ruben. Well, yeah. we are in lockdown. We have gone into lockdown, haven't we, mate? We um. We're well been in lockdown in Melbourne, but now we're um being um uh told we all have to wear masks, don't we, when whenever we go outside the house. So yes, yeah. the kids are in their masks ready to go up the street. That's right, yeah, yeah. They're um a friend of Christina's um uh made them some uh, uh made made them, uh, them everyone masks, which was uh which was nice. Um yep. I've still just got my ones from uh from the clinic. But the um the 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 good thing, lucky thing for me, or well, Ruben's actually wrapped with his one as you saw because it's orange. Because yes. we've um yeah, with all the with all the trouble and turmoil going around the Collingwood Football Club at the moment, we found ourselves a new sporting team to really? Yes, yeah, yeah. It's um, a big Big sound from the the, the town. Is that no, it? No, it, 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 you may, it may not be across these guys. There are the O Rangers. Oh, the O Rangers, oh. part of Gels Marble Runs. Oh, so, so Gels Marble Run. If you have a look on YouTube, they're putting up um, the the uh, twenty twenty Marble Run Olympics, and so the O Rangers are currently topping the table. So so Ruben and I we're uh, we're, we're card carrying O Rangers fans. Oh. So, uh, so so jump on and check out uh, Gels Marble Runs on uh, on YouTube, and uh, and you can cheer cheer along with those mighty O Rangers. Anyway, that's I thought you were, uh, I thought you changed change your tune, mate. To uh... Well, it's it's nice it's nice of you to be playing that after they towed you up last night. <laughs> I forgot, we got pumped last night. I know, I know. They did us in really well. Definitely, they the, they, they played our VFL team and really whooped us. It was good. Oh, was oh good. that's that, that's 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 excellent. You know, yeah, speak, you, could, yeah you could you could only get the uh, the the VFL team up to the hub, could you? Um, well, hey, uh, a bit like that, a bit like yeah. that. Yep. Um, so when we're talking about face masks, um, so before I could get back to work this week and I started wearing masks, um, like I had to wear it to wear it to Bunnings last week. Um, the for, only for your essential shop for your four burner barbecue, is that right? It's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. The four burner barbecue, the outdoor. Um, I had to get the little uh, the, the little wood fired um, sort of hearth to have out in the, the backyard. The, the pit, the um, fire pit, yeah, the yep. fire pit, yeah, essential, yeah, essential shopping. Pit, um, and also bought some tomato seedlings. Essential uh, ready, shopping. Ready to get essential Essential shopping, yeah, yeah, all the all the essential stuff. Um, no, I'm trying to trying to improve my backyard out there, Lewis. You know, well, I needed paint. Well, that's, you know? that's right. Yeah, well, I went out. I bought some essential uh, chicken manure to, to to fertilize the camellias. Yeah, it's all essential. It's a very important. If you don't do it in winter, right? You've waste. It's wasted by spring. So right. it's essential. Yes. Um, but the only mask that I had was um, this. Uh, this really crummy little um, penguin one. That so so you know when um, so at work, listeners might remember months ago when COVID started to take a hold. We just couldn't get surgical masks. Yes. We just could, could not get them flat out yes. at all. And so the when we actually started getting some in, there were these really, like we got these ones that were like a, um, a little penguin motif or a, pal- <laughs> or a, um, a, a flamingo motif, right? And so uh, Christina came and helped me um, with the surgery. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, and at home, we st- I still had her penguin mask there. <laughs> and she said, okay, you're going to wear a mask when you go down to Bunnings. I go, geez, I think I'm going to have to, but I don't have any other masks other than this penguin one so i've had to walk into bunnings wearing this penguin mask you know just these little little penguin pictures on there oh cute oh well that that was our second tiktok video mate it was a little penguin 
Oh, oh didn't tell yeah, me that. Spo- spoiler alert. Yeah, whoa. Well, go and check out that. We've had 800 listeners, look, viewers, something to that. Viewers on the, on, the, on, the, on the penguin talk talk. Is it, a, is it a dog vomiting up a penguin? No, it's a penguin vomiting up a dog. <laughs> wearing a mask. Wow. Gee, yes. must, it must have chewed it a few times. Well, speaking of that, yeah. sign of the times, we had our first dog come in that had swallowed a face mask. Mask. Oh, really? Yeah, very first. So, <laughs> yes, that's there. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't think. If I'd said to you in six months ago, we'll have a dog come in that's eaten a surgical mask, not in the clinic, but outside the clinic at, at their home environment, and then yeah. had to come in and vomit, you'd go, no way, don't be silly. But that's what where about, we're at, isn't it? Wow. So, so did, was that the one that you made it vomit up? Like, was that the Tok Tok video? Or? I'd like to say that they were both linked, but the, to- the, the one on the, on the Tok Tok is, um, that was a, a corn cob that it had eaten. So. Oh, wow, you got a corn cob up. Well... Actually, the owners were worried. Already had this dog had already had surgery. God, I don't know how much I'm going to with that client confidentiality. Yeah, yeah. But had, had previously had had some issues with with corn cobs in the past, and right. so thought it thought it got into it again. Actually, when it vomited, it vomited up almost like a whole roast and three veg. It was like asparagus, like intact, broccoli intact, piece of carrot, total full length of carrot. Uh, wow. Almost looked like a leek or an onion came up as well. Gee whiz! And and then the corn it wasn't a corn cob; it had all been chewed. Like it all been was oh, all just okay. just corn, which was uh, thankful. So they were happy, happy with yeah. that. So um, yeah, but they just wanted to you know see what they so, um, you know, see what came up, see exactly. what they had for dinner. Exactly. So get yeah. get on the talk talk and check us out. Yeah, um, I, I had a dog do that once. One of the nurses, um, dogs, she uh, he'd, he'd eaten a, a corn cob, and she said, "Look, we, you know, we're, we're not going to be able to um, get get this out." You using a zipper, so he's only just eaten. Is there any chance you can try and make him vomit? I said, yeah, we can see how we go. Yeah, and yeah, bought bought up bought up the oh, corn cob. Like lucky. I wouldn't. It's not necessarily the the safest way of no. doing it because uh, those things can come out at a pretty funky angle. Like it was, yes. it was it was when her kids were young, so it was only a little you know a little corn cob. You know where you sort of cut them yeah. up. Yeah, well, I think so the smaller one. The classic ones I used to say. I don't know if they sell them at Red Rooster where they you know. Yes. And for the owners that are listening, they probably think a corn cob. You know, how does that cause a problem? So it's actually the the sort the of the core. center core bit of the 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 the, um, the corn cob, isn't it? That that the often owners throw it in the bin. You know, they've eaten all the corn around it, but the dogs seem to like to get it, and they've still got the sweet flavour of the corn, and they swallow it, and can get stuck anywhere from well, essentially, uh, I suppose, your throat right down to your to your bottom, really. Yes. Um, but often it won't get that far. It'll it'll get stuck somewhere down you know, your stomach or or a little bit further down. But I guess the that we talk about the risk of of making a dog vomit with that sort of thing is. If a corn cob's in the stomach, it's easy to get that out in the sense we go and have surgery and get that out. But if we make them vomit, there's a small risk of it getting stuck in the esophagus, mm. which is sort of, you know, somewhere in the chest there. And that's a lot harder to potentially get out. Although sometimes you just go and push it back down into the stomach again to get it out. So to get it back out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so as as it doesn't start coming out sideways. Yeah. Well, that's right. So it's not with that <laughs> risk. Yeah. of making them vomit with that. Um, but, um, but in this case, the owners knew the risks of, of, of what, what would happen if we didn't maybe get it out and it turned out all good. So there you go. Happy yeah. ending. Happy ending. Happy what, ending. What a nice thing to say. Yeah, what a nice, a nice outcome. And, and you, know, uh, you got to see what the dog had for dinner. Yeah, oh, was exactly. There, was there any carrot in there? Yeah, what, one long carrot. Like a, one like big long carrot. Wow. And I think the owners end up saying, I think that's eating the other dog's dinner, food. Right. So obviously, it's just gone to eat the other dog's food. No, it had to eat it so quickly that it couldn't chew it. 
because it would get in trouble. So it's just yeah, like right. inhaled it all, gone straight down. Yeah. And just it had came a sword up. swallow with the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. It was exactly. And it came up exactly looking like it just been on the plate. It was incredible. Well, and, and how was its plating? You know, I mean, after MasterChef's just finished here, like, was it a good, a, a good plating job that it did inside of the, the little dish? Like, did it sort of, you know, did it have like a little smear of gravy, you know, did they really try and view them on it? Very much so. And, and a big shout out to everyone who's, uh, who's uh, currently eating a meal while they're listening to, <laughs> to, to this, this episode. This is a vet podcast. It's, a, it's, it's poo and it's vomit and there'll be pasta and all that sort of stuff. It's, a, it's, a, it's eat, eat, eat while you're listening at your own risk, Lewis. Where that's been well established. Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, unfortunately, speaking of horrible things, yeah. I had a uh, horrible, horrible day last week. Uh, just one of the worst days I've had as a vet, I reckon. Where, oh, really? Um, yeah, where a, um, a dog... Uh, got attacked uh, down, uh, down away from the clinic. I can't go. I don't, I don't want to sort of talk too much about it, but you know, got got attacked quite severely by another dog and was really badly injured. And it came running into the clinic, sort of thing. And unfortunately, I was working on it and couldn't save it. Actually, bled uh, out. You know, it was oh, ble- really? Ble- bleeding too much. And gee whiz. Yeah, we worked on it for you know five, you know, fifteen minutes or twenty minutes or so, and just was like, you know, there's, there's sort of no. Unfortunately, that the dog. I think the dog was. Well, the dog was. Uh, dead on presentation, unfortunately. Right. But, um, but we just couldn't bring it back. It was just, just too much blood loss and the, the, yeah. the injuries that it suffered was, were horrific. And um, the worst part about it though, was um, uh, it had come in with a nine-year-old girl, uh, you know, a girl and her grandfather had been walking oh, with no. it. And, and I had to go into the concert room and actually say to the little girl that, no, I'm sorry, your dog didn't make it. So oh, gee whiz, man. It was one of the, she was, you know, obviously all of us were just so devastated. It was just, just yeah. horrible. Horrible thing, this poor, poor little girl just out walking a dog and had, had been attacked. So, um, so it wasn't the nicest day, and it wasn't, wasn't, yeah, certainly not, not something. I, I, I yeah, we do see it, but and yeah, the yeah. whole, the whole process of trying to save a dog and then having to tell, tell an on your girl, girl that, uh, yeah, I couldn't save a dog. It was, it was, it was a horrible day. So, it's not all fluffy puppies no. and kittens is it our work no, sometimes no. yeah um, so was that down at the down at the beach down to your place that she was walking the dog and the it was attacked off lead or uh look I, yeah i don't think i'm going too much I mean, yeah, the okay thing, gotcha yeah thing that happened with it was um there's a lot of facebook activity that went with it afterwards. oh oh right okay and uh a lot of and, and that rolled me up a little bit more too i think because a lot of people that really don't know anything about animal behavior really just chiming in with their two cents um so Keyboard yeah, worrying it a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely, definitely, and yeah. so I just sort of stayed out of that sort of stuff. But, yeah, but, um, good. yeah, it, it, it was it just wasn't a fun day at the clinic that day at all for anyone for the whole, oh, whole staff. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's no good. No, um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, I um I had a a bit of an incident at the um the off lead dog park. Uh, we so you know with all the COVID stuff and people not being able to go away, you know the one of the safest places to go is down to the off lead dog parks at the moment. When you go down there at five <laughs> oh, o'clock yeah. and there's three hundred people all standing there, one and a half meters apart, while all the dogs are just running around, people like they're yeah you know, like they're just slaloming. You know, oh, um, it's terrible, isn't it? It's terrible. Uh, it's kamikaze. It's- Oh, it's just, just, just crazy. Um, and so, cause we, we go down there, um, cause ours is down at a footy oval. So we're trying to take um, Ruben's footy down there so we can have a, have a kick at the goal. So we're trying to sort of stay away from the most of the, most of the people down there. But um, I looked over and Rosie was hanging around, uh, um, uh, hanging around uh, this, this guy, like just would not leave him alone. I said, Rosie, come on, come over here, come over here. And, and she's just sitting there, just sit, sitting, just looking at him, staring at him, staring at him. And so I went over there to go and grab her and I saw this guy giving her a treat. Oh, right. right. And, and I, th- I thought, 
hang on, that's you know, that's not right. You know, yeah. like you, you know, you've you've gone like obviously this is my dog because I'm calling her over and I'm coming over to come and grab her. Right, and you've gone and pulled a treat out of your pocket, and you're going to give the dog, you're giving my dog a treat. So I went up to him. And I said, "Mate, what are you doing? You know, like <laughs> this is, you know, my dog could have gut issues. My dog could have allergies. You know, my my dog could be, you know, you you, you, you don't know, you know. Um, and as it is now, you've given her a treat. Now she's hanging around you. I can't get her away from you. You know, like this is. You want to give a dog a treat? Give your own dog a treat. Or if for mine, ask, can I give your dog a treat? And I would have said, look, no thanks. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd rather you not because she's obviously hanging you around you a fair bit. I said, maybe what you should do because I do this podcast and this guy Lewis Kirkham and he hates people doing things like that. So yeah, you, know, you should listen. I, I, I didn't say any of this. I just yeah you know, went up and grabbed Rosie and walked her away. But uh, I thought, man, what? Wow. You know, I just, I just thought that's, that's just a bit cheeky, you know. Like I mean, uh, uh, everyone wants to give a dog a treat. No, it's a nice thing, but what if you know like that's it, it just yeah i thought it was a bit weird you know uh, i mean we're, we're not allowed to give um walk up to a, a someone else's kid in the in the park well. and give and give them a lolly you well, know that's right. did, he, did, a he, lolly? did he then pull out a peanut butter cup and offer it to reuben and go here you go mate and you're like ah oh uh, yeah yeah well, well what's where's where's the boundary reuben uh reuben, uh, where's the boundary <laughs> lewis where's it um so, wow. so no so so i thought yeah that was a bit um you know just uh, yeah uh, uh, Awfully dog park etiquette. You know, maybe maybe don't feed someone else's dog without their permission. Yeah. Well, did you did you then reach into your pocket and pull out a bag of the delicate care dental <laughs> treats, mate, to uh, to say you can even give one of these though? Is that what you did? Because they're oh, big, absolutely. Yeah, they're yeah, a big they're, sponsor, aren't they? They are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're delicate care. They were. Um. They're very happy with last week's. Uh. Last week's podcast where we uh, uh interviewed the prof. You know. Um. And now, have you have you gone and done any further uh, investigation into? Um. Oh, hey, it's me. Yes, it's Deb. Deb's just dropping in a glass. Hi, of Deb. Water. <laughs> Thank um, you. Um. Yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah, uh, uh, did you do any further investigation into General Custer? Did you do any uh, any selenium? Did you get that onto your next Talk Talk video? Or <laughs> that's the next one. Yeah, that's the yeah. next one. Wear my penguin mask. Yes, oh, excellent. Yes. I, I, I can't wait. Well, uh, and neither can the twenty two thousand other people that are waiting for for video number two. A follow the... up. A follow up of the on the Talk Talk. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The the, 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 the hard the difficult second album. Yeah, <laughs> but it's good to hear that uh, uh, the prof uh, prof Costa emeritus professor. Costa yep. feeding Putty the the new delicate care dental food for cats. Excellent, that's come out. Uh, we got we got some more samples in the mail this week. Came to us at the clinic, which is nice. Oh, there you go. So yeah, but um, so they they got lots of different foods. Um, it's all Australian made. It's all Australian ingredients. So go and check it out. And also we've got um got our Zilkeen, um, our other sponsor Zilkeen, um, a uh, mild anxiety lowering medication. Um, I'm using one on a I've got a cat that's yowling at night, an older cat. Yes, with, with nocturnal howling, which is a very hard problem to deal with with behaviour. And um and so I've put that on some Zilkeen, so we'll see if the owners can get some sleep with that um, over it this could- week. The good thing about that is that no doubt that older cat has probably got the the myriad of old cat diseases as well. Probably a little bit kidney, might have a little bit of liver, you know, arthritis, might be on other medications. The good thing with Zilkeen, nice and safe. Yeah, exactly. Would you believe it though? Bloods, everything, blood pressure, thyroid, everything on that cat, absolutely normal. It's just a cranky old cat. Yeah, well, yeah, just just me as night. The only thing it does is sleeps all day. I said, well, you need to be waking up during the day. <laughs> Because it's not going <laughs> to sleep at night if it's been awake, if it's been sleeping all day. 
So, yeah, that was that the other those just start burning those batteries in the middle of the day rather than charging them up through the day. Exactly. And also thank you to our Patreon supporters. Um, uh, we really appreciate your support. Um, it's fantastic that you guys come along. You, you really are the, uh, the, the intimate supporters, as I like to say. Oh, you do like to say that. Yeah, you know, I, 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 um, I appreciate your uh, yeah, uh, identification of the intimacy of our uh, of our Patreon supporters. Um, if you'd like to go and check out the Patreon, uh, head to patreon.com, search for Two Vets Talk Pets. Um, you can get different tiers. Um, we know it's hard financially these times, so you know if you can go for it, we'd love it. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to um, you know, love your support. If you can't and you just want to get write us a uh, a, a review and a nice message, that's cool. We've actually had a um. A reply and a review from one of our uh, stories from last week that I'll go into uh, later on. So, um, but thank you very much to all of the uh, everyone, all of our listeners, and all the Patreoners out there in particular. Fantastic. Now I've got a bit of an update. Uh, speaking of, of updates, mate, I got to one this week on. on uh, now, do you remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about the the son of Fatso or the daughter of Fatso, the the country practices. Uh, TV. Wombat in rev, Wombat in residence. Exactly. Yes, and and how. Uh, they, the, the sanctuary where Fatso was bred and the family was bred, uh, Wombat came out of the wild and attacked the family yes. members. And then unfortunately the family members felt they had to take some defensive action and, and, uh, did they, I think they killed the Wombat with, with an ax with, or something. With an ax, I believe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've just been watching Fear of the Walking Dead on uh, SBS On Demand, and there seems to be a lot of uh, maybe the they, they learnt how to deal with rogue wombats by um, how they deal with zombies in uh, in that particular TV show because there's quite a bit of a similarity there. Right. Well, I think I'm not sure if the um, if the Herald Sun has got the same writer on the job, but in some respects, they've actually given us a little bit of an update. Right. I think, okay. On, on the situation of what's, the what's uh, happening in the world of the of the rabid wombat. Well, uh, after being well, this is a really cute little photo of a, of a wombat. They've got uh, after being found alone and injured in a paddock. Yes, ten-month-old wombat has settled into the care of of the Wild Paul's Wildlife Shelter. So okay, right. Yep, yep. Since being orphaned. Yeah. Oh. 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 Uh oh. Hang on. Are they seeing the link that we're seeing here? I, that I'm, I'm, there's a very, very not too subtle uh, 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 little it, line there. Yeah, he's been suddenly the, orphaned. He's he's been at the shelter for two months. Well, the other article was two months old. Well, hang on, timeline fits. He was initially really distressed from losing his mum. Uh oh, uh, hang on. Yeah, this doesn't sound good. The older wombats get the harder it is to lose their mum because they have such a strong bond and he's just too little to continue on his own. He's doing well now, but he's very clingy and needs that extra love and affection. Wild Paws Wildlife Shelter presently is at full capacity with 10 wombats. Okay. Right. Isn't it nine now? Well, yeah, it was only reported yeah. at the... <laughs> maybe, maybe a nice one came out of the bush as well. Is that how they get extra wombats? They sort of get rid of one and the older one and the... Then they find the, the little baby. Yes. Yeah, Nature arbors a vacuum, mate. Yeah. Ms. Pedzik said she noticed a rise in animals that have been hit on roads and urged people to look, looks, people to slow down and look out for injured wildlife. Oh, maybe it's not connected. <gasps> oh, lucky. I was lucky. just a bit worried there. I thought, thought we have to talk to the Herald Sun and just get their facts straight. 
Yeah, and so look, they're, they're, we actually might have a um, – we, we can help you out with an expose there on what, how the, uh, the little baby wombat got orphaned. There may have been a, an, an incident, you know. At the wildlife yeah. sanctuary. Self-defence, of course. Self-defence. Yeah. but They yeah. did have 11 wombats, but now they've got nine. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, well, speaking of protecting wildlife, Lewis, um, I found a, uh, a, an article in um, uh, ABC Southwest Western Australia by Kate Stevens and Ann Carter – Catios turn backyard into feline Taj Mahal, helping to protect endangered wildlife. Ah. So, uh, so what this article is going on about is talking about someone that's turned a uh, a spot in their rural backyard into a bit of a uh, cat uh, cat Taj Mahal, where they've gone and built this big outdoor uh, adventure playground for their cats, so they can go outside and not then get stuck into uh, into wildlife. Oh, I love these, mate. I love these. These are yeah, yeah fantastic. Uh, this this one is pretty damn in depth. Like we'll I'll, I'll, we'll put on the link so that um uh, our listeners can go and have a look because the the photos of what they've done on here are incredible. Like it's got lights. There's a little cubby house bit out there. There's a part where they can um they've got uh, uh vines growing in there. Like it's a it's a it's a full on uh you know f- full on structure. Wow. Um, oh good. So- a simple project to enclose a second-story balcony has turned a rural backyard into an elaborate cat playground and bolstered efforts to protect a critically endangered species. A serious turf tunnels now joins the upstairs balcony of Joanne Haley's home to a 60-square-metre netted area filled with insulated cabins, climbing logs and scratching pads. It's been dubbed Taj Mahal by those that come to marvel at the Taj Mahal, of course, being the big structure in India dedicated to love. So there's person obviously loves her kitty cat was it dead uh, to love or is it a shrine to someone who it, died no yeah but it was someone that he loved though oh right yeah after they so, would after they died. Yeah, yeah maybe i don't know I can't the cat's remember. still very alive yeah maybe what? maybe this is a shrine to all the dead wildlife that the cat knocked off beforehand it's um, a shrine to the extinct species that's, yes, that's living yeah. down the road. The, the poor lead-beater possum that's now, you know. The yellow belly <laughs> parrot that's now not anymore. The robbery frog. Fatso the wombat, the last one. <laughs> Gone. Um, uh, I think it's just because it's so big and no one's ever seen anything quite like it before, Miss Haley said. The enclosure sits adjacent to Miss Haley's home in Jindong, in the southwest of Western Australia and took her husband six weeks to build. Wow. Um, it was a lot of work. I think he was cursing me a little bit. She laughed. The elaborate cat run, known in the United States as Catio, as a Catio, was completed six months ago when Miss Haley began fostering cats. One of the requirements was that you have to have cats inside at night or in a netted enclosed area, she said. I saw a bit of space down here and thought, oh, maybe we could put a tunnel down there. And so my clever husband, she's trying to sort of get back into his good books there, <laughs> had the job of putting that idea together and it became bigger than Ben-Hur. The finished product is extravagant, but does a, but it does the job of keeping her foster cats entertained and protected. It's safer for the environment, she said, and it's so much more relaxing than having them contained in comparison. So uh, then they go on to talk about how important it is trying to help to, you know, provide safety from uh, local wildlife and all that sort of stuff, which it absolutely um, is and does. And um, they, they do have a video on here as well, Lewis, of where the, um, the, uh, the, the owner of the, the, the cat Taj Mahal goes talking about it. Now, I think there's a few 
uh, there's some similarities there and I'm going to see whether or not you can sort of pick from popular culture of, of where, of what I thought this lady looked like. She's um in the picture. She's uh, got some, she's in a, a leopard print shirt. Dolly Parton. Um, no, I wasn't thinking Dolly Parton. Someone a little more sort of recent, you know. Um, she's got little little sort of cat ears. Oh, on Wilfenstein. Her, on her. What's her name? Uh, Jocelyn Wilfenstein. Not sure woman. who that is. The Catwoman. No. 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 Okay. No. no. Thinking more about someone that had a um, you know, uh, uh, had a maybe a, uh, was that was cast as the villain in a certain streaming service series recently that uh, you know had a you know a, 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 a other sanctuary looking after big cats. Oh, that bitch, cow basket, cow basket, cow basket, a bit like cow basket, yeah, cow basket. <laughs> really? So I, I, she, I just, I just had a little bit of a. I was reading this article and I said to Christina, "I think this lady looks like the Australian version of Carol Baskin." Wow. Do you think? Yeah. Oh, wow. So. Yeah. Do you don't think she's moved out to southwest, west, western North Australia there? I, 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 no, no, I don't. I don't think she has. But you know, that might be might be the place of where you know she, this 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 lady's husband might have to be careful because we all know what happened to Cal Baskin's husband. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. The first one. The first one. Well, maybe that's what she's done. Is it a second husband and the first? Maybe that's what the Taj Mahal is. Yes, yeah. it's a shrine that's been built to the first husband. The second husband's had to build it. How there ironic. you go, Harold Son. We're writing the content for you. Or maybe, maybe it's a first husband. He's building the shrine for himself, and he just doesn't know it. <laughs> Even better is that the, the time of time of when the mafia take you out into the into the uh, out into the forest to make you dig the dig the hole for yourself. Yes. Oh, yeah. Brutal. Could be. Brutal. Wow. Okay. Anyway, that's as far as I want to go. But there's um, the, the, all, the, all jokes aside, they have done a really, really good job on that. And if anyone's looking for ideas for how they can try and improve their cat's environment, that, that there's some excellent tips that you can take there because it is it is spectacular. Yeah, I do. I do really actually like those enclosures from a from a behaviour perspective because the gives a cats an opportunity to get outdoors and get some enrichment without yeah damaging the wildlife and and being hit by a car potentially. Although I'm sure that's probably not an issue in southwest west. West, Western, West, East, West of South Australia, yeah. where that Jindong. was. Yeah, Jindong. Yes. Hi to all our Jindong listeners out there. Yes, that's right. I wonder if we've got any. Give us a shout out if you're in Jin, Jindong. 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 Very, <laughs> very good. All right. I've got, um, I've got an article that's from the AVJ in Jul- uh, July. This is this one's AVJ. It's a... Zoos see baby boom during lockdown. Oh, some boomers. Well, the past few months have been a particularly unique time for animals living in zoos. The constant noise and sight of human visitors suddenly disappeared and the animals were left to their own company. Oh, hello. (laughs) Or the company of others. Well, while some of the more social species like primates and parrots have been missing their human visitors and were seen actively searching them out, others have enjoyed the extra privacy. Chicka bar bar, chicka bar bar bar. It may be think, mate. Uh, do do you do you get a lot more sourdough sourdough made when the, when the kids kids aren't home, mate? Is it is it that sort of thing? Is that is that what we're talking about here? Um. Well, <laughs> funny you mention that. There's two there's two things of sourdough over there ready to be made. You know, it's just the unfortunate the maker of the sourdough is taking the kids away. So you know, I just I, I just have the, the the fermented smell of uh, of, of yeast. Yeah, right here in the kitchen, it's great. Right. Well, yes. Okay. 
Have they given us any ideas on what the species are, Lewis? What are the species that are that are getting on the getting on the business? Yes. Now that there's uh, less uh, less human observation, the giant panda at the Hong Kong Zoo. That, finally, that's it, been the thing. It's a, like all these people watching the pandas, waiting for them to get going, and all they need to do was turn their back. First time in ten years, mate. Uh, did they remember how to do it or do they have to draw it? You know, they have to get onto YouTube and show them a video or something like that. It's been a, it's, been, uh, uh, it's been a long drought. I think, I think it's a, uh, it's, it's poor, poor male pandas, poor pandas have been, they've been distracted. They've, they've had other things to do. They've had people oh, to watch. They, they've been watching yeah. Tiger King, Cal Baskin. Yeah. They're on, they're on, they're on the TikTok. They're, they're, they're on busy. TikTok as well. They're watching, watching vomiting dog videos on That's TikTok. Right. So right. many other things to try and occupy their time. And now that they don't have that, now they can start making little baby pandas. So there you go. So as visitors slowly return to the zoos, they'll be fortunate enough to be greeted by plenty of new cute quarantine babies. <laughs> There you go. More COVID like, babies. When COVID people puppies. will eventually come back to your house, you'll have lots of bread bread for them. <laughs> lots of bread. Lots of yeah. lots of lots of sourdough crumb. Yeah. yeah bread crumbs. More the bread that's gone out of out, you know, it's got a little rangy, and then you just have to turn it into breadcrumbs. Right. right. There you it's go. really great for breadcrumbs. So there you go. Quarantine. Lots of lots of babies at the zoos. <laughs> nice. Lots of little um, breadcrumbs. Uh, in in more COVID news, um, I found an article um, from from today over in um, well, that's was it actually today? Is the um, the you know the the today um, news agency over in the states? Um, this dog who delivers wine has become a local celebrity. Mm. So, soda pup is truly a wine lover's best friend. So this is by Michelle Gant. Um, What's his name? Uh, the the dog is Soda. Soda. Soda, soda delivers wine. Soda delivers wine. Right. Yep. So, okay. so there's a, a video here, Lewis, of a, a, a looks to be an eight to 10 year old boxer done up in a nice uh, uh, harness Bodice kind of, uh, yep. kind of situation with a couple of bottles of wine in the side of it like the old uh you know the the um saint bernards yes. running around with the whiskey up in the pyrenees you know <laughs> yes yes so amid the ongoing corona health crisis the article reads one winery in maryland has found a creative way to allow customers to follow safe social distancing protocols while still permitting them to stock up on the libations they love mm. Meet soda pup a dog who delivers wine Stonehouse Urban Winery in Haggerstown is now offering curbside pickup courtesy of its only furry four-legged employee. I'm not sure whether or not they've got JobKeeper there in Maryland and whether or not, you know, they're, they're just sort of getting this as some sort of rort, Lewis, you know, to, you know, saying, hang on, we need to, you know, our, our, this canine employee needs to get some JobKeeper support. Well, maybe this does sound like a, a viral marketing campaign it gives me an idea mate have, have you thought of with christina's new mobile vet business of of um of of uh hooking up rosie with uh maybe some some panniers with some sourdough in them and send her out like in like as as christina's rocking up in the in the mr whippy van you know with the, the ready to do the house calls green leaves playing in the background yes 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 um it's funny you mention that because we have we've already tested it out <laughs> yes um and it turns out that when we put the sourdough in row uh, a people are a little funny with you know uh, a uh a, a consumable food product um just 
coming along, you know, being attached to a dog's back. They've got issues with that. Right. And, and, and two, it turned out Rosie liked eating it. So you know, oh. we kept on getting all these, all these nice sourdough loaves that went there just looking like a big donut where it had a, uh, a whippet shaped hole sort of you know, buried into the middle of it. Right. So, so we had to go back to the drawing board on that one, Lewis. And um, you find a lot, lot, of, lot of kids chasing her down the road with the <laughs> thinking she's Mr. Whippy, but, uh, but she's actually wow. not just the mobile vet. You know what, Lewis, when she's not being fed delicate care, sometimes they might get a little bit of whippy, Mr. Whippy action out on the nature strip if she stops. <laughs> I don't know where you're going there. Right. <laughs> Very good. So um, tell us more about this dog. So after we could no longer have our guests come into the winery in a social setting, I noticed that Soda was looking a little sad. She's a boxer. They always look sad, but yes, that's, you know, yes. um, Stonehouse owner, Laurie Yatta told today of the 75 pound, 11 year old Brindle boxer. There you go. She's 11. Um, yep. You see every time the door would chime, uh, uh, Soda would jump up to greet whomever was coming in. It was so funny when a regular guest would come in, the head would swivel over to Soda's bed and he would be acknowledged before the rest of us. She said on March the 20th, Yada decided to purchase a saddlebag meant for horses, must be very small horses, and posted a note on Facebook to see if she could get some of Soda's old pals to visit. So mom has been filling me in on this COVID-19 virus thing. And she says that it is really affecting small businesses like our little winery, Yatta posted, writing as soda. Mum says that we all have to pitch in and pull our weight. That includes me as well. To place an order, customers may call Stonehouse ahead of time to get recommendations and secure bottles, then to get doggy delivery. When customers get to the parking lot, they can just call the winery to alert the staff that they're ready for soda. When we get the call, I hold up soda's vest and he hurries on over not exaggerating he really hurries over and stands ready i put a couple of treats in the pack a bag of bag for the wine and two bottles of wine i then open the door and he marches up the walk to the curb and parking lot to deliver the wine yada continued i do have to make sure that there are no critters around such as geese squirrel bunnies etc wow he then takes the wine on a on a journey or lead beater possums or yes yep yep corroboree frogs that sort of stuff (laughs) Yeah, a lot of those in Mary, Maryville. Maryland. Yes. Well, if there um, are, let us know. I think we... there's some chickens in Maryland, isn't there? Or at least Maryland's in chickens. <laughs> I don't Sorry think they could put vegan chi- listeners out there. Yeah, they couldn't put chickens in his panty because he would. He'd definitely eat those. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, I just put the pack on him and off he went. The first couple of times he whacked the door frame getting out. But we've worked on that and we've not had a problem since. <laughs> Said it doesn't understand. He's, he's a bit wider than what he usually is, Lewis, with those bottles of wine attached and, to him. And $1,200 later at the vet, they removed all the glass from his side. <laughs> Um, yeah, once that once he'd sobered up, because then he turned around and licked the uh, the hundred and fifty dollar you know Grange off the uh, yeah. Off, off, off he the didn't floor. need an anaesthetic for his surgery because he's already just wasted. <laughs> Came in trying to fight everyone though, you know. He got oh, a little yes. bit got a little bit punchy after all the red wine. You know, <laughs> meat's got really red, and he and he he just wanted to eat a lot of expensive cheese as well. And his nose it wasn't wet; it was big and red, big, big red, uh, big, big red bulbous nose. Red you wine knows. Yeah. Wine knows. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, so seems to enjoy, enjoy his new occupation and the extra treats just as much as the customers enjoy seeing soda, bring them the wine. So ah. how's that? You know, that's a thinking outside the box, Lewis, you know, of, and I'm not trying to think, how can we try and get that into our, what we're offering at the Waverley Animal Hospital? You know, can we try and get, you know, uh, Rosie to try and train her to run people's medications out to the car park 
And I remember, no, nah, it's open and there's busy roads and all that sort of stuff. And she's a whippet and she's anxious and it's not going to work. So I thought, no, that's right. We'll just keep sending the nurses out there. So that's fine. <laughs> They're wearing oh, a mask, Lewis. Least, you know, I'm not a monster. At least you thought about it a little bit. Oh, I, mean, I yeah, thought about it a little bit. We could do the same. But yeah, we are on a busy road. Yes, no, it's not going to work. Yeah, nah. Nah, nah. But anyway. It's not at all. There's plenty of farms around Maryland, I'm sure. Yes, Quite absolutely. Quite now, safe. did you know, Lewis, that all advice on this show is generally nature? So please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet or if you're thinking about harnessing up your dog to try and deliver other small business-related small goods like pottery. I take great care with pottery. I'd also take a lot of care if you have your dog delivering uh, cobs of corn, if, you, if you've got like a mm. little, you know, a, a little home uh, corn growing thing out in the backyard. Don't have your dog deliver those because you might have to go and see Lewis to get them to exactly. you know, get it. Why well, had someone up. come in this week that said they were a ceramicist? A ceramicist? A ceramicist. I said, what's that? She goes, um, oh, mate, make pottery. Yeah, yeah. Make, make pottery. I'll go and thank you. It's yeah. <laughs> like, can you? I don't know. It just sounds like a technical name to use. Like, like everyone knows what pottery is. Why make it harder than it is? I don't know. Does, does that does that make Christina a doologist? Hmm, a sourologist. A, 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 a sour- Oh, I'm not going to call her sour. No. Right? You know, that's that going to get me into trouble. Yeah. You know, I'm a sourdoughist. Sour, uh, yeah, a baker. The, probably the, a baker, mate, actually. You, you keep calling my wife sour. There's no way I'm going to be getting any giant panda action. Um, <laughs> anyway, we do our best to provide the most up-to-date information as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing. Please let us know if we've missed anything or if you need any clarification. All right. Now, I got a, I saw an article this week in the Journal of Vet Behaviour. I'm back on it. Back on oh, behaviour. Oh, wow. You, 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 got, you got the latest magazine, did you? You got yep. your subscription pretty, came in through the mail? Pretty much, mate. Yep. And, Very um, good. Uh, it's about male dog urination posture preference. Oh, yeah. to cock the leg or not cock the leg. Yes, that is the question. Exactly. Spot on. Yeah. Yep. Channeling a bit of Shakespeare there. Fantastic. So... It was, a, it was a survey that was done of owner observations, um, or they call it a citizen science project investigating mature male dog urination postures. So I think, I think your title is better, mate, to cock or not to cock. I think I like that. I think that's where we should have gone. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it writes itself. It really it does. does. You know, it does. They obviously don't have the, the witty uh, editor that, that would be Robbie if they did it. Absolutely. So some mature male dogs often or almost always raise a hind leg to urinate while others do so rarely or never. Now, if you're going to start something, an interesting article, that's not the paragraph, not the line I'd use. I reckon <laughs> it's very confusing to me. I don't know. This study sought to use a citizen science approach to enable owners to report their observations of their male dogs in the home environment. Hopefully so, not in the home environment. Hopefully they're not cocking their leg in the home environment, like around the home. Yeah. You know, like maybe on the outside or on a fence post or mm. something like that. Yeah. But not within the house. Not within the house. No, no. no they no. could have done that, written that better. I think, I think we might get back to them just, uh, <laughs> just to edit a few things and, and we'll, we'll reassess it a later Send them day. some notes, some red pen on there, Lewis. Just, exactly. just get, get, the, get the red texture out and just you know, cross some stuff off and, I, and send gonna... it back. Just go, look, we reviewed this. Mark Bennett. I wonder who it's by Mark Bennett. I don't know who he is, but he looks like he's might be Australian in some ways. It might be over in the UK. Anyway, so this uh, there was so it was a survey was devised using Google Forms and yep. distributed via social media, Facebook, Reddit, and TikTok. And took and, and the talk talk. Yeah. On the talk talk. So people had some videos of uh, of their, their 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 male dogs. Yeah, to cock or not to cock. Yeah, they had some 
cocking or not cocking videos. Terrific. I think some of them got banned, though, unfortunately. <laughs> um, it, it, it did make it through the Chinese government's uh, <laughs> yeah, um, um, a vetting process. Too. A heavy yeah. filter, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, asking, uh, so the survey also owners report the castration status, age, urination, posture, preference, cock or not cock, and yeah. geogra- and and <laughs> geographical region of their male dogs. Right, okay. I guess so that means the country where they live, I suppose they're trying to say. Yeah. No, not geographically where their male dog bits are because they're all generally in the same spot. Well, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. All righty. Now, what we, um, what we might do is uh, I see Robbie's the concreter has just arrived. To, uh, yeah, sorry. I've, I've just, just received a phone call from, uh, from the concreter who's been, uh, been chasing for weeks. So I might have to press pause and go and quickly go and talk to him if that's all right. <laughs> Yeah, well, while you dug off, we'll, we'll come back. We'll come after a short break and we'll, we'll talk more about to cock or not to cock. Hey, Robbie, I'd love to give a shout-out to our friends at PetSure for their awesome free webinar series. Yeah, man, I heard about those. Aren't they called Pause and Learn, as in... P-A-W-S. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, mate, there's nothing like a good acronym. It got your attention. <laughs> it certainly did, mate. But seriously, the Pet Show webinars cover some amazing topics, though. They sure do. There's one on COVID-19 and pets, very topical, and essential viewing for all concerned pet parents in this COVID-19 world. Indeed, mate, and for vets as well. Oh, you're absolutely right. There's also another one called Setting Up Your New Pet for Success. And here's one that's really important, Helping Pets Avoid Separation Anxiety. That'd be right in your wheelhouse, wouldn't it? Oh, mate, love that. Anything on behaviour, that's absolute gold. Oh, mate, it's all gold, gold, gold for pet sure, yeah. And you know they're presented by PetSure's Chief Vet, Dr. Danny Hulhan, friend of the podcast, and also they have a range of other pet experts for each topic, so you know you're getting the good stuff. Oh, mate, that sounds great. So to learn more about these webinars or to register, visit petsure.com.au slash webinars. Registration is free, but spots are limited, and since we've just registered, two less... So make sure you secure your spot today. Oh, T's and C's apply. Visit petshaw.com.au for more information. Alrighty, guys, welcome back. Now, concreting all done, mate. You're finished. All uh, the final uh, smoothing surface ready for the kids to come in right on there. You know, Ruben loves, or you know, uh, Camille. Camille rules. Camille, twenty twenty, COVID nineteen. I don't know what. What are you going to put on it? Cock here, or do not cock here, and then <laughs> and then have some chalk for people so that they can then sort of swipe on there for what the dog does. So we'll we'll do our own little experiment, our own little yeah, uh, citizen science experiment here in Parkdale, Lewis. Right, good Try idea. That. And and if if Rosie was to walk on there cocking, there'd be only three paw prints. And we'd know yes. which leg is she cocking. Yeah, we would. Left that, that, or what, right. a, what a mystery. Which, what anyway, mystery. so this article, we were talking about uh, observation of urination in dogs. They, they did a bit of a retrospective look at some other studies. 
Um, and they say the largest and most recent studies focused entirely on shelter dogs. So yes. I think that, that's the clarification here, the, the, uh, the home environment for their study, but all the other studies have been focusing on dogs that are in a shelter environment, which obviously is a much more stressful, different environment to, to being at home, which yes. a lot of us are at the moment. Um, and they found that males were significantly more likely than females to raise a hind leg, leg when urinating. So yep. I think that's pretty intuitive. We all sort of see that. We all think that the male dogs cock their legs more than the female dogs. Uh, they reported that urination, um, cocking their leg was less common in castrated males than intact males. And that age influenced cocking of the leg with a percent propensity to show cocking increasing with age. And that most dogs were ambilateral with respect oh. to raised leg urination. So ambilateral. Any, any, uh, any thoughts on what that might mean, Matt? Ambilateral means that they can use either leg. Yeah. They, ambi, they don't mind. Ambidextrous. Ambi, ambidextrous, but ambilateral. Yeah. Ambi-cocking. Can you only be ambidextrous if you've got opposable thumbs, if you've got dexterity? Oh, I'd never thought about that because, to be honest, I'd never thought about, you know, how dogs, <laughs> the dogs cock their legs or not. Really? So, what do yeah. you do all day? Come on. Oh, Gee whiz, you know, a lot of other things other than watching, you know, where dogs wee. I mean, I, sometimes I do have to watch it where, how dogs are weighing Lewis, obviously, because it's part of the job, but it's not something that I've thought of from a, uh, an educational point of view. When you go to collect, you know how occasionally you get a dog in a consult room and it's got a urinary problem. You say, let's go and get a wee sample sort of thing. Yes. What do you, Jeff, do, do you have any special words that you, you, you say? I've got a little bit of a, a thing that I say when I always, as we're walking out, I always goes now, do we cock or do we squat? And I'll say that male or female. And I think that's something I learned when I used to do the greyhounds and swabbing the greyhounds. Yes. No, there's nothing worse than getting ready for a cocking male. It's going to cock their leg and then they squat. Oh, I missed the sample. So then you've got to wait another hour for the, for the repeat sample. So my first thing, do they cock or do they squat? And some people look at me, I think they're not quite sure what I'm saying. Yeah. uh, Usually usually the first thing I say is, um, uh, uh, can one of the uh, uh, nurses, is anyone free to be able to go and get this urine sample for me? <laughs> That's usually, <laughs> no, no, Very no. I usually, I, oh I, yeah. That, that'd be you mate. Yeah. Trying to, trying to get out of everything. I know. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> my, my, my thing is, is, um, you know, I, I usually try and, uh, if it's a female, we go, look, you know, life's a lot easier here than what it is trying to you know, get it when it's coming out at when it's coming straight down, it's much easier when it's on an angle, but it's just when they're much lower to the ground, I go, look, yeah, the, um, the, the gap between the, uh, yeah, between the under carriage in the grounds not not working with us here so we're just gonna have to see how we go yeah yeah no fair enough so they so talking about come back to the study um they found in this study uh the age of the dog did not influence the urination posture preference uh, right. particularly um they found that castration was significant and negatively associated with cocking. So if you're castrated, you're less likely to cock. As mm. the vast majority of dogs that never raise a leg to urinate were castrated. Right. Um, in another study of uh, the effect of testosterone on the development of urinary behavior in beagles, um, this study tentatively concluded that testosterone acting before birth and during the juvenile period prepares critical CNS mechanisms to enable expression of adult male urinary behavior at appropriate stage of maturation. So there was a, I think there's a long held belief certainly that I had that, um, that if you got a male dog that never cocked their leg, uh, this is sort of my sort of thought that potentially 
the um, the litter that they were in had all females in the litter, and so right. there was a low bathing of of testosterone, um, and and then I always thought that um, that male dogs then if they didn't cock their leg, then once they started going out walking. I thought it was a bit of a learned behavior. They learned from seeing other male dogs cocking and stuff. Yeah, right. So it looks it. like a bit of fun. I'm going to try and, yeah. yeah. But maybe I'm a little bit wrong there. Maybe that's not quite right. So, um, so in the current study, there were three dogs that never raised their leg to urinate despite being entire males. Right. Well, that's interesting. So, so what, what were the no, total number of dogs that were in the... Uh, I think there's about 120... Uh, 120... Um, uh, yeah, I think it was 120... No, it was more than that. Uh, yeah, it was 120, 120 surveys they got back. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's not, not a huge study, but certainly yeah. something, 120 responses they got, yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, there were three dogs that never raised their leg. Um, so they're sort of saying that um, testosterone influences do not guarantee that they're going to cock their leg, I guess, is, yeah, is right what they're saying. Um, some authors suggest certain stressful stimuli may induce a male dog to temporarily revert to non-cocking postures. Okay. That's interesting. So I guess in a shelter environment, um, you know, they, they, that would mean that that's innately a, a, a generally a, a stressful place. Um, you'd expect more male dogs to actually be back to squatting again. So that's interesting that. Yeah. Here's, here's something really interesting, Ben. Uh, with respect to geographical location. Yes. Now it's, that's obviously the country they live in, as you said, not the the location of the of the uh, the the the, the, the bits that the, need to be cocked. The C and Bs, yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only statistical significant finding in the present study was that dogs in the southern hemisphere, so us in us lucky ones in Australia, and New Zealand, yeah. were more likely to prefer raising their left hind limb than their right hind limb compared with dogs in the Northern Hemisphere in which this preference was reversed. It's the the toilet flushing. It's the cock Coriolis effect. The cock Coriolis effect. How about that? But then they do put a little, little, uh, little caveat on the low numbers in these groupings demand that these results be interpreted cautiously. So cautiously, they can't, yes. can't get guarantee that, uh, ambilateral, ambilaterality, ambidexterity and yeah, preferential rate. That sound, ambi, ambilaterality sounds a lot like ceramicist. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yes. I don't, yeah. Hey Siri, look up ambilaterality. <laughs> She's thinking. No, she hasn't got it. All right. No. <laughs> Ambilaterality and preferential raising of the left or hind limb during urination all appear to exist in dogs with ambilaterality, most common, but where preference exists, the preference of raising the right hind limb exceeds the preference of raising the left hind limb. So right. More likely so right to be stronger. Yeah. More likely to be, uh, to be right um, right hand dominant, right leg dominant than left leg dominant. Larger observational studies of pet dogs in their usual home environment. I need to investigate these findings further and to clarify the potential influences of age at castration and other potentially confounding factors. So interesting little study. They might just smack bang out of the journal of veterinary behavior and, um, and earth changing too. Like I can see many, you know, uh, Im- important uh, applications of the uh, the information garnered uh, from that study that's really going to help to change and influence the way that uh, not not only not only that we vets but also dog owners and also dogs themselves contemplate 
whether to cock or not to cock. I can sense your cynicism in that article, Mace, but uh, but as a I'm a cynicist. Uh, yeah, <laughs> cynicist as a relativist. <laughs> but as as the listeners, I think they got a lot out of that and thoroughly enjoyed it. And if if you um if you enjoyed that article, let us know. I know we've got plenty more <laughs> where that came from, I'm sure. And some people have written into us, and we we got a mailbag this week from Dylan Butfin. Oh, hello, hey, Dylan. Dylan. Uh, it starts with Howdy Rockstar Storyteller. Oh, hello. Yeah, so you can tell where this is going already. It's been a minute since we last spoke. Uh, Dylan, we've never spoken, mate. <laughs> we've never spoken. Is there any way I can help you? Yes, stop sending me spam. <laughs> Have you given spam, any more? Spam, spam, beg, bin, spam, spam, <laughs> spam, and spam. Have you given any more thought to doing ads on your show? No, we, no, we haven't. No, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Dylan. We offer, and he goes on lists all these ads he's going to put on our show and stuff. It's free, non-exclusive, non-binding to sign up. Why not give it a try? Sign up and claim your podcast at, and he gives me a web address. Then just sit tight and we'll present you with brands as we bring them in. If the ad doesn't align with your brand, turn it down for any reason. We'll learn from your feedback, present you with a better brand next time. Have more questions? Email me back to ask anything. Also, if you could have Lewis's wife, Deb, on the show more, I think your advert revenue would greatly increase exponentially. Cheers, Dylan Butfin, head of growth. Wow. What's so there you go, it? mate. Just what, what, sort of, uh, what sort of growth is he head of there? Or? <laughs> uh, Zvuk. Zvuk.Nigeria, I think. I don't know. Oh, right. Yeah, he's one of those Nigerian prince growth experts. Potentially. But interesting, he listens because he's, he's keen to have – he's obviously heard some of the better episodes where Deb's been on. Oh, and, he, and he thinks and, that uh, you're a rock star too, which is nice of him. You know, yeah, well, I'm surprised that you only put singular. Howdy, rock star storytellerist. Well, he, he knows you're the only one that uh, that reads the emails, so yeah, he knows there's no point addressing it to me. One thing that I have found, though, Lewis, is yes. some actual feedback. Hey! So, so from last week when we were talking about um, the uh, the friend of ours who uh, had just gotten the the two year old whippet and was having some problems with her uh, exuberant son. Yes. Um. So, uh, so she actually uh, uh, C C B and Kane the whippet left a uh, a lovely review for us uh, on iTunes, five star review too. Oh. If you don't mind, which is well, lovely. Uh, How many are we up to now? Uh, 66 reviews, Oof. of which uh, 63 are five star, two four star, and one two star review. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, I think, uh, yeah. It was your dad after one of our longer episodes. <laughs> Dad, after last week's episode, went for an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah, yeah don't blame us. Blame the, blame the prof and general custer. <laughs> um, so uh, the, the best and only podcast you need for all pet owners. Entertaining, trustworthy, and informative. Woof. Whoa. Thank Woof. you very much, CCB. Wow. Thank you. Thanks so much, Dr. Robbie and Dr. Lewis. Your podcast is a must listen for every pet owner. Informative, entertaining, and trustworthy. As for my particular issue, I laughed and laughed at the idea of Hugo, my seven-year-old, on a harness with his peanut butter Kong. It might keep him focused on his home learning too. <laughs> on a serious note, I'm also pleased to report that Kane the Whippet is doing really well. Right. The best thing we did was buy a crate. His previous owner had a, had crate trained him already and he has slept in one since he was a pup, but I initially thought it was a bit mean, but he loves it. Right. We got a big one and leave the door open uh, and have a memory foam mattress in it with blankets and toys. And it's Oof. his den where he can escape and feel safe. 
Ah, love it, mate. That sounds fantastic. Good. And so everyone's now sort of got their own little spaces they can be in, or definitely the dog does. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and Hugo's attached to the couch, so it's fine. Um, We, we've covered the top and the sides with a blanket too, so it really is like a cave. And we've embraced the treats. Hugo literally rains treats, and it's completely flipped Kane's view of Hugo. Plus, Hugo feeds him his dinner and has a go of holding the lead. So far, so good. I'll look into Zilkeen too for, to further ease Kane into our loving but slightly wild family. Thanks for your help and support. It's completely changed what could have been a really tricky situation, and I'm so incredibly grateful oh that how's that man we've made the dip made a difference that is wonderful that's actually that's made my day that's just really really nice yeah, yeah lovely that's pretty good that's even better than getting called a rock star by the dude from <laughs> head nigeria. of growth. Yeah. yeah from nigeria from growth the growing nigerian yes <laughs> Um, so uh, if, you've, if, you, if anyone out there's got a question or something like that that they'd like to ask us, they can send it through. You can send it through to two vets talk pets at gmail.com. Um, or you can leave it as a, as a review. You know, um, you could, you can mm. review us on iTunes, leave us a, leave us a review and ask us a question there too. Um, uh, hit us up at Patreon, search two vets talk pets. Um, have a look for, you know, Lewis's, you know, um, dogs making uh, dogs do other things. On maybe. the TikTok. On the, on the TikTok. You know, he's all over the TikTok now. Yeah, he's going to be on all sorts of videos. Two vets. Let's talk pets on TikTok. You can uh, you can see all our video on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go and join the other twenty-two thousand people that like watching a dog vomit. Exactly, and we're going to be in house party next week, so look out for that. Whatever that is, my kids are on that all the time. You on the house party? Robbie's on house party. Oh mate, we're all I'm on house party. I'm always on house party. This entire house is a party. You know, <laughs> any every, every every minute of every day, Lewis. Um, otherwise, I think that's a wrap. Fantastic. We'll scratch you later. Peace out. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.